Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to This Good Word. My name is Steve Weens, your host, as always, and I am back. Uh, you guys, I took much more time off than I thought I would from the podcast. Uh, as near as I can remember, I signed off back in December, mid-December, and I said that my plan was to be back, you know, maybe the second week of January, third week. I was going to take three weeks, four weeks off. But uh, as I was coming up to mid-January, man, I was like, no way. I, I felt absolutely unable to get back on, even though I really love this good word. I love talking to people. I love putting thoughts together and sharing them with you. There was a part of my just ecosystem internally that, that said, absolutely not. I am just not ready for that. And I had to sort of fight through that, right? Because I, I said, oh my gosh, I, I promised people <laughs> I would be back <laughs> in mid-January uh, like anyone really cared. But I, I, I had this thing, I, I have this thing, like I, I have to do what I say that, I, that I'm going to do. But I knew, I mean, it wasn't even that hard. I, I knew that I was not ready. And so I just kept it off. And I made a little uh, promise to myself that I wouldn't come on until that real desire started coming back, until ideas started coming back, ideas for who I want to interview, ideas for what I want to talk about. And even then, I noticed them coming back. I wrote some some down. But even then, I, I still waited uh, because I was like, well... Uh, I, I want to make sure once I jump back into this, um, I, I, I don't want to jump back in and then two weeks in say, oh, I'm not ready. So I'm back, but I think uh, there was an interesting learning there. Uh, you know, it took about, gosh, about three months to feel like I was ready. And during the first 40 days of 2019, I was off social media completely. And let me tell you, friends, if you've never done... Uh, a, a kind of a cleanse, call it a cleanse from social media. Um, it was so helpful. I really found that I didn't miss it. Uh, I did. I, I after just a couple of days, I wasn't pulled back to it, and my just my my levels of sanity felt like there were so much more uh, on the normal range. <laughs> I, I didn't get in. Um, I didn't get pulled away. And and the reason why I went off the social media has to do with uh, the topic that I'm going to talk about today, which is regulation. Uh, today, I want to talk about how to consciously and mindfully regulate your emotional state of being when you notice that you are out of control and you're stuck there. So I want to talk about consciously and mindfully regulating your emotions, your emotional state, when you found yourself, when you find yourself stuck in a feeling and you feel like you're out of control. So I'm going to tell a couple stories and then I'm going to share some real time, um, I, what I hope is helpful advice about how to consciously um, sort of move through those feelings so that they don't control you. So uh, story number one, the reason why I went off of social media in the first place is I remember I was up at my parents' cabin, which is up in Wisconsin, my friends, uh, and I was, I was on Twitter and this person that I really like posted something that was great. 
but I was in a funky state, you guys. I'd been through a tough month or two at work, and I just was not my resource self. And the worst part about it was I didn't really know it. So I was completely unregulated. Uh, I was sort of, I, 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 it was like I was primed for uh, a, a kind of an outburst. And so I read this tweet and then I noticed myself, I sort of got mad. Like I, I was like, I, I had this, this like, ah, why, you know, and I ended up, and this is my friend, I ended up emailing my friend and sort of, I sort of scolded him. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I did this, but I can believe I did it because I was unregulated and I wasn't my, my resource. I didn't have resources coming in. So I had nothing to sort of deal with this, this stimulus, this tweet. It was a tweet that made me mad. I ended up emailing the person and then later on I realized like, oh man, like that was not okay. And it's sometimes okay to email a friend if you've read a tweet and it's weird and you want to check in. It's fine, right? But I knew this was not coming from a place of being regulated or resourced. And so uh, the next day I emailed my friend back and apologized and said, listen, I am sorry that I emailed you that. Actually, I was I was actually out of line because I'm not my I'm not my best self right now. Um, and he was very gracious. Uh, he emailed back and said, Hey, that's okay. I forgive you. Hope you're well. And, um, but then that, then I said, okay, I, I need to do something to help myself be more regulated because that's not okay. Like that's not how I want to be. That's not how I want to react. That's not how I want to interact with people. So that's when, so I made like a split decision. I said, all right, I am beginning 20, 2019 with 40 days off of social media. And that was just one of the ways that I, I chose to, I chose to regulate my emotional state of being by limiting the stimulus. Cause I was noticing like, I mean, I would be on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and over the course of a day, if you're, if you're on Twitter, I mean, you can blow two hours, three hours in a day on just social media without even knowing it. And you're getting pummeled with ads, you're getting, you're, you're just ingesting. Um, in many cases, a lot of people's just, uh, well, opinions on, on maybe the best day and kind of unbridled rage <laughs> or at least outrage on the other side. And I think what that does, it'd be interesting if you had like a heart rate monitor hooked up and you were reading certain things just to notice what was happening to your blood pressure and your pulse as you read through certain tweets. So, um, I, gosh, that is something that I really like. I, I'm so, I'm so thankful that I had that time. And, um, but then it, it really made me start thinking about like, what are the other things that I have to do to regulate my emotional state of being so that uh, I can be on social media, not all the time, but sometime, or I can be around people who uh, maybe are expressing strong opinions 
uh, or I can have a strong opinion and feel it and name it without letting it take over. And so, and you know what that, you know what that feels like, right? When, so it's exactly what happened to me when I read the tweet and I was less resourced than I wanted to be. And I, I, I was so out of control sort of that I actually emailed a person that I never should have, right? I, I, I didn't have the normal regulation happening so that I wouldn't make that mistake. Now you can say, like, I just, I just heard a story of someone who went way, way, way off the rails because they weren't regulated. Uh, and they used violence uh, to someone that they really love. Um, it was a friend and they, they started you know, beating up their friends. They were so mad. I mean, oh my gosh. And, and, and I want to say that, that when that happens, that means that you are, um, that you are not regulated. So in order to help you maybe understand this a little bit better, and I think you'll you'll get this right away, that your your body, when it's working the way it should, it's always working toward homeostasis. So homeostasis is just the ability of your body uh, to maintain stability in spite of changes in your environment. Okay, so your internal body temp, uh, when you're healthy, should be right around ninety eight point six. Uh, and your body can do a really, really cool thing. If you are too cold, your body temp starts dropping your body. Something clicks in almost like a furnace. You, you drop below a certain temperature, the furnace kicks in and your body can, and you know this, but it's kind of fascinating to think about how you don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about telling your body to crank up the heat. If you're outside in zero degree weather, it just will. Cause your body temp lowers. And you and, and your body starts making heat. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, the same thing, like when you're working out and, and your body's getting hot, your your body temp's going to 99.6, 100.6, uh, you will start sweating in order to help cool your body down. If you have a fever, that's what's happening, right? Um, and so uh like glucose, right? So maybe you have a friend with diabetes or um, but but glucose, if you are too high. In glucose, your body's going to produce insulin, right, to lower that glucose. If you're too low in glucose, then glycogen, which is already in your body, is going to start creating glucose so that you can maintain an even blood sugar level. Because if you if you have if blood sugar levels too high, that's not good. If it's too low, that's not good, right? And 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 but again, the fascinating thing is you don't think about this, but your body's always doing this. And there's all these examples of how your body does this. If you have a, a virus or bacteria, your lymphatic system kicks in to fight infection, right? Um, if there are toxins in your body, uh, you're gonna pee them out. And so, like if you have a certain you know, maybe if you have you know, three beers and three slices of pizza and um, some other toxins, you're going to probably pee several times that night, right? <laughs> Peeing is how uh, urination is how your, your body releases toxins, right? And so all of that is because your body is wired up to have a, what is called a dynamic equilibrium, which is, which is your body's ability to make changes and adjust, uh, the, you know, hundreds of tiny little things so that your body stays healthy. That's homeostasis and it happens and you know this, but you don't, you never think about it. It happens without you thinking about it. 
So, so picture that, picture what your body does, right? Unconsciously picture trying to develop a kind of homeostasis for your emotional well-being. Now, this has to be conscious and mindful because it's largely things that are happening externally to you, right? So again, when I got, when I read that tweet, now something else happened, and this was pretty recently where I got an email and I was, I got, it just made me angry, but, but it, but it was like one of those things that it, it, it probably like on the surface of it, it shouldn't have, you know, like the, just, just the words of it. If I would have read it to you, you would have been like, okay, why are you mad? Right. But I was mad for a couple of hours and, you know, the temptation there is to fire off a response. I didn't do that. And then the next day I noticed that I wasn't angry anymore, but then I was curious about, well, why was I angry? And so I, I start like I was looking at the feeling as if I was looking at it under a microscope, for example, or as if I, I pulled it out of my body and then started examining it and said, okay, did I get angry because of the words? I don't think so. Did I get angry because of some meaning that that the words had? Okay, now now we're getting there. And then I, I actually was able to get to a place where, where I said, okay, actually, I think I'm mad not because of what the person said or even what the person meant. I'm mad because it triggered something from a long time ago that I hadn't fully dealt with. And so I was mad and I thought I was mad at that person. I thought I was mad at that email, but I was really, I was really angry at something else. So what I'd like to kind of walk you through is how to notice a feeling without judging it, how to have a feeling as strong as it is, but then how to locate that feeling outside of yourself and external to yourself so that it can be sort of examined in the light of day for what it is. So I'm not talking about learning how to deny your feelings or learning how to ignore your feelings. I'm, I'm talking about learning how to separate yourself, your inner true core self from the feeling that you're having. Because if you think about it, feelings come and go and they rise and they fall and they might even be really, really strong and they might even return, but any feeling really will rise and fall. It'll come and go, it'll start and it will end. And so um, what, it, what I wanna talk about is how do you differentiate from like, do you have feelings or do your, or do your feelings have you, right? So my point is, if you have your feelings, then you're separate from them and you're able to do what I did, which is feel angry. Uh, maybe you, uh, hear a song and, and, it, and you feel really, really sad 
and you don't know why, right? But it, but 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 you know, it's more than just sometimes. I mean, sometimes I I, I might tear up because it's certain melody, right? It's it's just so beautiful, uh, and it's sort of why you're, it, like like that like people know how to write a song in a way that's going to make you cry, but other times it's connected to an emotion and and a sadness, and 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 you actually have to sort of look at it. You have to examine it. You have to pull it outside of yourself. That's having a feeling. If you have a feeling, then uh, you, you, you th then it doesn't have to take over and it doesn't have to hijack you and it doesn't have to sort of force you, so to speak, to do something that you really don't want to do. But if your feelings have you, then you're not separate from your feelings. They are controlling you. They are going to take you out. You're going to feel like you're never going to get through them. You're going to feel like they are absolutely in control. You're going to feel completely out of control. And you're not going to know how to stop and regulate, right? So uh, I want you to think about, even just right now, think about, what was the last, think about a feeling that you had recently, like maybe in the last week, where you were either angry or afraid or sad or any kind of feeling that, that felt like it had some octane to it though, right? That a feeling that felt like, oh my gosh, that feels big. All right, so locate that feeling, okay? And again, maybe you were afraid. Uh, and, and then what I want to ask you though, is if you are afraid, where did you feel that feeling in your body? Okay. Maybe it was in your gut or in your shoulders or in your chest, right? Um, whenever I feel shame, if I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot because I did that thing. I actually feel it, excuse me, it starts in my, on the back of my neck. And then it really washes down my back. I mean, I can literally feel it as if it's hot water washing down the back, down, down my back. That's where I feel shame. If, if, if I feel a sense of anxiety, I'm going to always feel that in my gut. Okay. Uh, if I feel stress, that is going to be in my shoulders, no matter what, that's where I feel stress. And, um, that, that, that's actually, this is funky and weird to think about. But that's your body trying to regulate your emotions, but it, it just like there's no glucose or whatever, you know, um, uh, you know, there might be some adrenaline that that that, that flows in that, that, that gives you a little extra sharpness so you can act and interact quicker than you normally would. But in general, when you're in an emotional out of control place, regulation has to be mindful and conscious. So here's what I want to suggest. When you are feeling that feeling, just, just let it like sort of let yourself feel it. If it's anger, name it, notice it. That's what noticing is. Um, so notice, oh, and, but, but like, if you can be mindful enough, <laughs> say, I have some anger here. I have some fear here. I have some, uh, you know, some shame here. Instead of saying, I am angry, I am afraid. I am. Now, maybe that's splitting hairs, okay? But, we, but, but what we're trying to do is locate the feeling uh, separate from yourself and sort of look at it as if you're, imagine yourself standing on a beach and you're looking out toward the ocean. 
and you're digging, you're, you're sort of in your, your bare feet in the sand, you're sort of twisting your feet so that you can sort of get nicely grounded in the sand. And you're looking at a wave coming in and that's your anger. And you're saying, okay, here it is. It's, it's coming in and it feels big. Uh, maybe it would be even more helpful to like picture yourself sitting on, on a rock and like an, on, on an outcropping and you, um, you know, cause you're like, oh my gosh, no way. I am absolutely, um, uh, like, like it's way bigger than a wave. It, the wave's crashing on the rocks. Okay. That's fine. Um, but still you, you, you are separate from it. There it is. Name it. But then try to, um, Try to then notice any way that you're judging it. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Why am I angry for this? Oh, um, why, why, why am I afraid? Ah, you know, that's, that's judging it. And, and you just don't, that's just not helpful. So, okay, there's anger. There it is. And then get curious. I, I wonder why. So that's why it's just like with, with an email, it's, it's really n- never, I want to say never, never good to respond right away to an email that, that jacks you up toward anger or fear or anything like that. Because you, you, you need to, at that moment when you're feeling shame or anger or fear, that's when you need to regulate. And the way that you regulate is to locate, number one, locate the feeling outside of yourself. There's the wave, it's coming in. And then just say to yourself, I know at some point it's gonna go out this feeling, welcome the feeling, hello, anger, hello, fear, hello, whatever. And, and, um, cause, cause it's there at the very least to alert you to something. Remember the e the, the, the email was the, the reaction was there to kind of alert me that I had an unhealed memory, uh, that was related to something else. And, and I had some work to do in that. And so, and so in that sense, the anger wasn't unproductive. It was very productive. I needed to do something. Um, so that, so, but, but because I didn't, uh, I didn't email back, uh, I allowed myself to regulate and gang, I was angry for a couple hours. So it wasn't like the wave came in, the wave went out. I was fine. I was angry and, and I allowed myself to feel it. I remember like sitting in it for a little while. Okay, I am like the the wave is up over my knees. It is soaking me. And I think that's even okay. Um, but then when it's when it's gone back out, and it will, and it will, and you have tried to not like, you know, sort of blow up in that moment, respond in that moment, say something in that moment to your spouse that you don't want to say because you're angry when you've had some time to let it ebb back out, then, then you have regulated a little bit because you're not acting at the height of your feeling. So you can pull it outside of your body. You can start to look at it. You can start to get curious about it. Why was I angry? Why was I afraid? What, what signal is my body giving me to where I need to deal with something? Uh, and you might get angry when someone emails me you cause you should get angry cause it's very rude <laughs> and you actually need to respond. But even then you don't want to respond at the height of your feeling, uh, because your brain isn't working rationally at that point. That's when your brain is in an, what they call an amygdala hijack and you are at fight, flight or freeze. And so you're going to do one of those things and it's not going to be 
really all that rational. Not that rational, I and mean, that's not even that great of a word. You're probably not gonna get the result that you wanna get if you act in that frame of mind, and you're probably uh, not gonna move through it the way that you want to. You're just gonna elongate it. So that is a, a system for regulating your emotional state when you feel out of control. You notice the feeling, you locate it outside of your body, you watch the wave come in, you know it's gonna go back out, but don't make it go back out quicker than it, than it will. You try to notice that feeling without judging it, you start to get curious about that feeling, you give it some time to go back out. Then you, then you examine it, like you're holding it. Remember, you have the feeling, it doesn't have you, you have the feeling, and you're holding it, and you're examining it, and maybe it has something to teach you. So um, that is that has been super helpful for me to regulate my emotions. Uh, another thing, you know, this is just a lot of people talk about this a lot, but just returning to your breath. There, there is such a power in breathing in and breathing out. And that like that is the quickest way that I know how to like if you're really really mad or scared or angry like that'll actually internally regulate your um your pulse your breath if you're kind of if you're freaked out it it, it all it just it calms you um and you might not you know breathing's not going to like change your anger right away but it, it'll help you remember who you are and where you are and, and it'll help you reground yourself and recenter yourself Another thing about, uh, and this is just the last thing, uh, about um, regulating your emotions is you actually have to allow yourself some space during the day to sort of stare out the window. And this is where our, our phones, our screens, as great as they are, as helpful as they are, as fun as they are, if, if you cannot sit in line sit in traffic, sit at a red light uh, without looking at your phone and checking your email or whatever, you, you are robbing your body of the nat, your, your, your brain actually, of it, it wants to start putting like all your experiences you've had from 6am to noon, when you're standing in line at Chipotle, and you're not thinking of anything really, and you're not focused on anything really, you're not answering email, you're not doing work, your, your brain goes to work filing memories of that day and it files them in the right spot. And if you don't ever let it, right, the only way it can do that is if you're sort of tuning out in a good way, like not tuning out by looking at something, but really just staring out the window. Uh, that allows your your brain to do some regulations to files, and, and this is very scientific, right? To file the files, but I think that's actually what is happening. And so that's another important piece to regulating emotions is is having time that you're not filling with something else, not filling every second of your calendar, not going from six a.m. to ten p.m. without stopping. Uh, not adding three things to the end of the to-do list, even though it's 5.17 and you said you're going to leave at five. Uh, not uh, having a three-minute lunch while you're working on an email. 
you actually need to have space and time so that you can um, be in a more regulated resource spot. Uh, okay, that's about all I have to say about that. Frankly, I'm kind of shocked that I got through this first podcast. <laughs> I hope it's at least sort of. Um, <laughs> I hope you can understand it. I feel rusty and I feel it feels kind of vulnerable to put it back out there. Um, but I wanted to, and this is the one that I wanted to come back with. And I do have some really fun guests that are already booked to interview. And so you'll be hearing some of those in the next few weeks. And uh, we'll just keep doing what we do uh, on this good word, which is talk about how our humanity really reveals um, some of the what's what's most deeply holy in us that that those two things are not separate holiness and, and humanity. We're limited, we're limitless, we're human and holy, we're dust and breath. And we actually, uh, even through this online community, we're in it together. Grace and peace, my friends. We'll see you next week. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to This Good Word. If you love this podcast, there's three ways that you can support my work. One is by jumping on Patreon, patreon.com slash thisgoodword. You can become a patron at various levels and get lots of good free stuff, including free tickets to any live events that I do, signed books, and other stuff. The second way is to share your favorite episodes via Twitter and Facebook, uh, email, however it is that you share content. Let some friends know that you love it. And then third is to go on iTunes and leave a rating or a review. So thanks so much, my friends. We are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy, and we are in it together.